G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL Supercoach. That's right, it is a new era for fantasy basketball for the NBL and it's a new era for the basketball blokes, having covered the NBL fantasy game for the prior five seasons and having a little bit of success along the way, mind you. Personally, I finished highest of the group last season, making me the reigning top bloke with a 14th place finished. And although I was first for a lot of that season, Benny, my highest finish was eighth the year prior. Hold my beer, fellas. I've had a couple of top ten finishes, remember? So uh, I'm definitely not claiming the title of ordinary bloke. Yeah, look, I'm not too sure how I claim top bloke status there, given I've got the worst ranking out of the lot of us. But it's probably a good time for me to tell you that we are brought to you today by our Patreon supporters. Yes, and you can head to patreon.com slash basketballblokes if you want access to Banksy's captains from round three onwards. Not just the most loved Banksy's captains, we also send advanced stats in a weekly email throughout the year, but what you need to do is sign up now so you get access to our Patreon leagues and the preseason cheat sheet. We put copies of the old cheat sheets on the website, which is basketballblokes.com where we also have our live scoring and our Discord live game chat. That's it, Benny. And you can sign up to the Discord group by becoming a Patreon where you can complain to us about how you can't follow along because we have too many player nicknames. And if you'd like to provide such feedback at a discount, you can sign up for our 12% Big Banger of a discount for subscribing annually. Everyone knows who Banger is, right? Yeah, I think so. Thanks for your support. Let's get to the pod. All things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. Three folks setting out to make Supercoach history. So many things that we cannot wait to see. When do we get onto the sauce? Perhaps a twoies or some bubbles? Or is it Miller time to celebrate our players' double-double party with bangers and some rock by DJ Mitchell? Is he a lock? The Kings can bring the chips like Jonah Bolden brought the dips. Will we get Ulbricht quick or at least very soon? We think it's Taryn Armstrong that is going to the moon. How do we read our next stars? Are you superstitious? Impressive Johnson Alex are. The competition's rips the vicious. Robert said no Franks, so they got Franklin instead. They signed some wily veterans. Do they get over the humps ahead? Finalists have been all action. With Finn Diesel and Denzel. Couldn't beat them, so they went cheat them. Who's fast and furious as well? Can't have a pair of Sams, but can they fill Pinder's shoes? And can we pair some Jordans when Crawford's small and Hunter's huge? Will Cummings hit a shot? JLA has hurt his wrist. With no AC, does Kel run hot? And is Huck Porty worth the risk? And Adams is back with his family. Let's usher in a new era of fantasy. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL supercoach and we're about almost halfway through our pre-blitz per team previews and we're at Illawarra. Tyler Harvey, he'll have the final say one way or another, Tom Evercrombie on him, this is going up from deep, four, three, Harvey, One of the players that remains for the Illawarra Hawks is, of course, Tyler Harvey on his third year of his three-year deal. And that was one of the bright spots last season for the Illawarra Hawks. Um, Plenty more brighter spots along the way. Some of the other ins uh, took accompany Harvey. We've got Mason Peatling, 
Lockie Olbrich, AJ Johnson, impressive, uh, Gary Clark, and Lee as well as a as a restricted <laughs> player. <laughs> um, some big outs, well, the biggest out is Mango Mathiang, is height-wise, who knows as far as that. Uh, Michael Fraser is also out, the original dud import artist who, of course, got hurt and ruined my season last season. Uh, Peyton Seaver was another one that I think ruined Banksy's season last season. He did. Injury. Um, lots of injuries for the Hawks, and Deng Deng is yet to return. Who we sat alongside as he ordered some chicken and chips after the game last season. We, we went up to a Illawarra for our road trip, so uh, uh, who knows how professional old Deng Deng is based on that. And... Uh, Banksy, those ins, those outs, especially considering injury, plenty of more good times for the Hawks ahead, I'd imagine. I think so. I think I'm erring on the side of that being an improvement with the ins versus the outs. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a big blitz watch like a lot of these teams at the moment. One downside. Schedule. Mm-hmm. Failing to plan is planning to fail. It's time for the Schedulizer. And it is disappointing because if you look at our Schedulizer on basketballblokes.com, you'll see that Illawarra have two doubles in the first 11 rounds Yuck. of the season. That's so bad. It's it's not great because I'm big on a lot of these guys and you realistically can't start with them unless you foresee um, a lot of value basically only playing a cash cow at this point. But they do come home very strong. So Mm -hmm. from rounds 15 onwards, they will become relevant um, where they have five doubles in the last six rounds. And that will also include rounding out the season with back-to-back doubles, which will be our finals when it comes to our league matchups. Very relevant. What are the other double rounds early on in those first rounds? So is there anything we can hold through Banksy or is it really spread out? Well, it's only rounds three and five in those first 11 rounds where they have doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, and in rounds three and five, I mean, it's not a sparse double round where yeah. you may bring them in for that reason. So there's in both of those rounds, there's literally six teams on a double. Yeah. So there's, there's no reason to, to have to bring them, in, bring them in for those rounds. Yeah, unless you see that awesome value. But is there any position battles that we want to get some resolution in from the Blitz through Bordy's battles. Yeah, I reckon the big man is what we're looking at again for the for the Hawks. You've got Gary Clark, uh, the import there, and then Sam Froling, probably most likely the starters, but then there's no one really behind Sam Froling. And you've got maybe Pete Ling, Lockie Ulbrich, uh sitting there in, in, in the backup four spots. So I'm guessing how the minutes are going to be shared across those four guys probably is probably the most interesting. Um, and other than that, Toddy Blanchfield. Sitting there now at the small forward position, there's some talk that he might come in at start, but they've got uh, Lee there that's obviously a very high-caliber player. Um, so that's probably the other question mark, I'd say. Yeah, beautiful. So on Lee, we don't discuss him much further, but he's that sniper, went to Davidson and like Steph Curry and just about matched his numbers in college. So hopefully his shooting form can continue. Um, I'll go through some of these preseason scores now that you can go to patreon.com slash basketballblokes or just basketballblokes and sign up as a supporter and you'll be able to access all of the preseason scoring based on price per dollar. No, price per... Points per dollar. Points per dollar, points per minute and super coach average. Uh, the top scoring player was in fact... 
the player we had in the introduction in Tyler Harvey, averaging 23 points in his game that they played. Gary Clark had 22 points, more on him later. Uh, Mason Peatling was another one. We hear on our Discord chat that Peatling may be backing up Froling, which would be uh, very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Albridge had 15 Supercoach points and at $69,000 would be one of the better points per dollar players. And Sam Froling only had nine in his one game. So uh, some players to keep an eye on. Um, Albridge, the aforementioned, was our top poll scorer with 58.2% of you who follow us on X at Beeble underscore blokes wanting us to discuss him a little bit further. Which one of us has got Lockie Oldbridge? That would be me. Um, so obviously Lockie come back now. You have seen him in the NBL before. Did play a couple of games for Adelaide in the 22, 20, no, 21, 22 season. Richie. Um, um, but didn't I don't think even trouble the scorers to be honest. I think he might have been zeros lining up for zeros there, but um, and very small minutes. But then he's gone off, obviously gone to college, uh, and then has opted out and come back into the league. Um, was described as the biggest mistake almost in history by Body Naj, the failure by the 36ers to get Lockie Oldbridge. Correct. Carry on. Uh, Because he's an Adelaide boy, even to the extent that he's been playing in the NBL 1 Central in the off-season this season. So he's been playing for... um, And he's been averaging almost a double-double there. So he's 21-9, and averaging over that season in the NBL 1. Obviously, a bit of a lower step down in the league, obviously, especially maybe even Central, um, you'd say. Um, But I guess his name's been brought up a little bit because in the finals games, he almost had a triple-double. And 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists for a big man. And he, I was watching a lot of that game. He prob- he kind of played the 5. Um, so, you know, if he's getting some minutes there at Illawarra, 69,000, he's definitely one you maybe have to have a look at, I think, as a cheapie. And as it stands, almost a quarter of the competition own him, 24%. And I think one of the main reasons is he is bargain basement priced at $69,000, but he's also got that centre forward eligibility as well. That does boost up the ownership for sure, and I don't think people are silly for having them, to be honest. We said, do we get Oldbridge quick? Jeez, we think that it is an option, Yep, but he's currently not in my current lineup. The real thing that had me going on him was the Marketplace podcast where Simon Mitchell was on, um, Sam Wardenberg would have been our fantasy MVP runner-up yep. last season. And Mitchell essentially said that uh, Olbrich would have been higher upside player than Sam Wardenberg. Mm. So we know what Wardenberg did for us last season. I look at that depth chart behind Froling yep. and uh, there's nothing. I, I see Lockie Olbrich in that mm. wicked yeah. haircut. Yep. Um, just sitting there and wanting to get into my super coach side. And he was, honestly, Bannon and Albridge, my first side I ever made was there. I've gone away from that at the moment, but um, I can see why everyone is. Um, next option, Banksy, I think you've got this one covered in Gary Clark. I do, Gary Clark. Now, obviously the schedule isn't great, um, but he's 
obviously an import price, so he's priced at that 24 points per game. Um, he's an undersized four if you haven't seen him. He has played with four NBA teams out of Cincinnati, Bordy, and a previous member of your Houston Rockets, Benny. Why are you bloody talking about him then? It should be one of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But um, he wasn't picked, so I grabbed him. Um, last season played the G League, played in the G League for a number of seasons now, but an impressive 19 points and eight and a half boards per game. Um, he just played last Sunday against New Zealand. He scored 22 super coach points. But if we look at the box score there, it probably was probably one of his poorer games. You could almost maybe call it a floor if you like, because he scored three points, six rebounds, four assists and shot it. 14% 14% from the field. Only had the oh, one field goal. Scored 22? So wow. You can't imagine him having a worse game, you would imagine. I know. By his standards, and he still essentially hit his break even. Mate, I'm, I've got my Houston Rockets bias, but like, he was my. I'm, I'm going to say, we're going to do on our cheat sheet, we always have our favourite imports. I think he's clearly in my top five at the moment. He was. Yep. I was very, very high, despite my bias on Gary Clark and, you know, 20% of our poll respondents wanted us to discuss him. So there's some interest in him, certainly, because he can shoot the ball. And I mentioned Froling before, if he has some foul trouble or not, I think he's automatic to shift up to the five as well. Um, I think he could very well be the man for the He was playing for the Orlando Magic in the bubble. That's where he he kind of did all right in those games. Well, lots of people did get called up from the G League, from uh, not Mexico, but New Mexico, uh, Banksy. But, um, look, he's certainly on the radar. Is he in consideration? Yes. For starting? Yes. Despite the schedule? Yes. No. Okay. You're wrong. You can't do it. This is where I mentioned... can't do it. This is where I mentioned that they have the perfect... Perfect pairing mm-hmm. with the South East Melbourne Phoenix. It would cost you Boom. a bundle to have him rotating with Mitch Creek, but yep. that would give you perfect doubles. But is that the, that is the, the question, though. Obviously, you could trade him out earlier, but are you going to pay that amount for two doubles in the first 11 rounds? I am I concerned. You, yes. you had a really, really good point before about that back-end schedule. I think he's the one that could shoot up in price to an extent that he might be hard to get at that back end. But uh, I'm really high on him, to be honest. So anything else about Gary Clark from you fellas? No. no. Moving on. No. He won't have a price rise until after round three. So that is we, we, we'll get we a, can watch, we can we watch can him look. the first two rounds before an increase. And if he is that elite, well, there is opportunity to bring him in. Um, Trade boost. Mm-hmm. No. So <laughs> I've got Sam Froling, who was the least liked here and I have been accused of being a froling lover of all varieties in the Harrison and Samson variety um, but it was all about the depth chart for me and the fact that I think he's going to have a significant role for the Hawks um, he averaged 38 fantasy last season there is a f- nice little streak in there a four game streak of 62 fantasy points and this is what he could do I believe that we all brought him in at different stages last season and then it just dropped off he averaged 38 but in his first eight games last season he did not even score 38 he was a very slow start so the back end of the season is probably more representative of what Samson can do Um, I'm going to actually just mention a little bit about AJ Johnson actually now Um, he was the third best Respondent on our Twitter poll. Um, 
this is my Houston Rockets bias as well. He seems to be best mates with Jalen Green, current Houston Rockets. I see all the training videos and all that. Um, but behind Alex Saar, he was the next best prospect from the, I guess, the grades, the mock drafts that you all see. But where, if you compare him to someone like Bobby Clintman and stuff like that, He's straight out of high school. This is where the difficulty comes from in considering these next stars for the NBL. Um, I think he's clearly going to get an opportunity as that third guard behind the other two. But the other two are really bloody good. So I don't know how many minutes there's going to be to go around. And you, you've seen in previous seasons as well, like Harvey plays almost 40 minutes. He lot. has done, yes. Um, so Good point. Uh, and if J-Rob's fit, I reckon, you know, he was going to be playing high. J-Rob is match. a good point. Yep. Yep. So um, maybe we'll get 10 to 15 from AJ Johnson. Obviously had the busted nose, but uh, look, we are going to be able to, to, in reality, get a look at all of these guys. That's it. For uh, the Illawarra Hawks, so as always, you can find us on X at Beeble underscore blokes on Facebook Basketball Blokes or www.basketballblokes.com. Any of us got Hawks? No for me? One. Zilch. One, One for Bordy at present. Shall be interesting. G'day there, it's Zach, also known as the Fez, coach of the Fez Monkeys. i got to say, the best part of being a Patreon supporter is the ever-so-helpful Basketball Blokes community. Whether it be team advice, injury news, or Boydie's gifts, the Discord chat has it covered. Also, quite handy for those pesky last-minute play withdrawals. Hey guys, Denim Melrose here, coach of OK Then. And my favourite part about being a Patreon with the basketball blokes is all the data and stats they send through. It's worth far more than they charge, and it couldn't be more handy. Hi everybody, my name's Ruby, and I'm the coach of the McVeighland Times. My favourite thing about being a Patreon supporter is the pre-season cheat sheet and knowing that I'm going to get my team off to the best start and the Discord chat uh, where everyone helps me see sense after I get a little trade wild. Hey, I'm Watto and I'm the coach of the Coogee Hornets. If you want to get all the stats, have some great banner with all those like-minded fantasy individuals, make sure you get on board with the basketball blokes and become a Patreon. 